With more than 200 accredited courses and more than 1,000 videos, the Police One Academy is a powerful online solution that provides department training programs with features that reduce time spent on records and policy management, credential tracking, and more. It is law enforcement training made simple and effective. For more information and to get a 30-day trial, visit www.policeoneacademy.com forward slash policing matters. Hello, and thank you for clicking, and thank you for listening to Policing Matters, the Police One Podcast. I'm Doug Wiley. Hey, this is Jim Dudley. Jim, um, the United States Department of uh, Housing and Urban Development estimates that there were uh, some 553,000 homeless people at one point in 2017. They took a kind of a random night, and that made that estimate. Um, according to the same agency, I think uh, California has 134,000 homeless. I think most of them live in San Francisco, right up the street. Uh, it, you know, homelessness it's in it of itself is not a crime per se, um, but a lot of the things that go along with homelessness are crimes, and citizens, you know, rightly want those crimes to stop. You know, whether it be in front of their house or in front of their business, you know, things like um, public urination and defecation, panhandling, aggressive panhandling, public drunkenness, uh, littering, uh, you know, low level things. But then there are more serious things like uh, you know the assault, battery. There's public fights. There's robbery. There's car break-ins illegal drug use, and a variety of other things. Mm-hmm. Um, the trouble is, even for the more serious crimes, the offender is very probably going to be out back on the sidewalk within a day, if not hours, of being arrested. And it's just, a, you know, they're, they're, you haven't, they're still homeless. We haven't fixed that problem. They're still a drug addict. We haven't fixed that problem. They're still panhandling. We haven't fixed, we haven't fixed any problems. There's, all of those same problems exist ad nauseum and in, infinitum. Um, my contention is that um, law enforcement, although they're the people who are called to this, you know, these incidents for the first responders, if you will, uh, they're not the people who are equipped to win this war. Uh, there, there has to be a greater involvement, and in some places it, it, it's happening, with a unified force, you know, like uh, housing, uh, you know, homeless outreach teams, you know, that comprise, you know, mental health, uh, veterans uh, services, uh, a variety of detoxification services, um, food banks, and all kinds of these other things where everybody's rowing in the same direction. And it just seems to me that, you know, people are throwing police at the problem when the police really, you know, really aren't the solution. What do you what do you think? Well, I think we need some new leadership. I think we need some new ideas. I think we need guidance. I think we need to rethink some of our current strategies that are not fixing the problem. And and I've got to say, I've, I've done some traveling over the last few years, and the big cities are not the only landing places for the homeless. I've seen them in small towns, large towns, medium-sized towns across uh, Europe, uh, homelessness is an issue, but I think we haven't examined all the influences in homelessness. And some of the strategies that we've seen in the bigger cities are uh, harm reduction. We give away needles. Mm-hmm. We want to build wet houses where we allow people to drink under supervision. We look at injection sites where apparently they've been successful in Canada, where you have a, a, a building where under medical supervision, uh, you can uh, inject the drug that you brought with you, and 
you can nod off and be supervised. So the, those are harm reduction. We know you're gonna do it, we know it's illegal, but we don't want you to die, so this is what we're going to do. Well, we've seen fallout and adverse things happen from that. And in San Francisco, we've seen thousands and thousands of needles end up on the street to the tune of, we just hired 10 people at a budget of $750,000 a year. Think about that for a second. 10 people, 750,000 for the year, and their job is to pick up needles. Good God. So that's harm reduction and mitigation. They're doing it, let's sort of cope with it. To the point of enabling, and I've heard uh, in the Northwest, you've had city council people talk about um, the idea of how could we explore purchasing heroin to prevent overdoses, to prevent uh, additional uh, uh, chemicals such as fentanyl oh, that geez. cause uh, people to overdose and die. So I think... Once talk we, about enabling. Oh, my goodness. No, no, but I think once we start talking about those sorts of strategies, we've lost the war. Mm-hmm. And, and law enforcement has been the tip of the spear when it comes to the war on drugs, highly critical from from the... Uh, rights advocates who say that we've done nothing but incarcerate um, uh, people from poor communities. But still, we've had uh, upwards of 40,000 overdose deaths in 2016, I believe, uh, due to illegal opioids as well as prescribed uh, or prescription opioids. Yeah. The, you know, the, the core, the, the two most common reasons for a person to be homeless are substance abuse, where they lost their job, they lost their home, they lost their everything, and they're out there on the street, they're either drunk or they're high or they're stoned or whatever, or mental health, or a combination of the two. So, you know, law enforcement can do all they like in arresting someone who's high or doped up or whatever. Um, or someone who's crazy and punching his fist on a brick wall, but they're not fixing the fundamental problem of that person's addiction or that person's mental health status. A different profession entirely is the is the profession that can actually address that issue. And th- I think that's where what I when I look at San Francisco, for example, and you have all of these enabling things that are happening. I mean, mm-hmm. we're the most permissive city probably in America. Um, and then again, you have me, who's not that permissive. So I got that one teeny tiny little vote there. Um, but you 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 just see it getting worse and worse and worse, and not getting better at all. And when you you know Albert Einstein, I think is credited with saying, "Keep doing the same thing and getting the same result, um, and expecting something different, you're crazy." Uh, and I think that by doing what we've been doing, uh, it, it's just made matters altogether worse. And so we should we should shift gears like you'd said find a different strategy and for me that's making sure that all of the the people who can actually fix these problems mental health providers you know addiction counselors they have to be on the front lines Mm -hmm. they have to be the tip of the spear they have to be the people who are called to the scene sure uh and because sending drunk joe to jail for a night that's not going to fix drunk joe no you know so they're and, and again, 25 years ago, when I first moved to San Francisco, it was nothing like it is now. Right. It, the, the numbers and the, the sheer 
audaciousness of you know the tent cities under the freeways and uh, just massive. You know, you, you can't go three blocks without seeing someone shooting up. It's, tr- right. it's just awful. No, and one of the strategies here in, in a lot of big cities is building more housing, quote, housing for the homeless, end quote. And I'm not sure what that means, because once we get to the last person, do we throw up a wall? <laughs> uh, I mean, how, when does it end? And housing, is that is that the answer? Uh, what happens with the addiction or the mental health issues that are not addressed? Uh, in San Francisco, I'm sure a lot of our listeners just sort of shrug their shoulders or say, of course. Right. But right now we're dealing with two issues, both health-related, both environment-related, and we're taking two strategies. You talk about a dichotomy. On the one hand, we are looking at eliminating straws in San Francisco. (laughs) Plastic straws, I give you that. If you have a wooden straw... Paper straw. (laughs) Straw made out of metal, you're all good. But plastic straws, they are an environmental hazard, and we're going to stop it. And yet we give out literally millions of needles in San Francisco every year. And it's not a needle exchange. We don't ask people to bring back the dirty ones. We just keep handing out new ones. And so I've got pictures. We've hired these people to pick up dirty needles across the city. Yes, we are saving lives from people not contracting HIV or hepatitis uh, or, or other uh, injected related uh, illnesses or or uh, viruses. But when do we address the needles on the street as an environmental impact and a public health uh, crisis as well? And, you know, the, the uh, I think the president of the Portland Police Association um I can't remember his name, uh, earlier this summer uh, wrote a pretty brutal missive, I believe it was on his Facebook post, uh, where he criticized the politicians in that city uh, for having you know, wrong-headed strategies and then basically enabling their homeless problem to mushroom into it. And if you've not seen pictures of the Portland tent city, whoa, it is, it's it probably worse than L.A. Skid Row. It's it literally blocks and blocks and blocks of, of tents. And uh, there's a lot of crime that takes place in that tent, little tent city. You know, there's rapes, there's assaults, there's all kinds of bad things that are happening to people. And um, cops, you know, they're going to have a really hard time policing that type of a situation. And the situation was created by policies put forth by the city. And, you know, my fear is that, you know, San Francisco is soon to follow and have, you know, we do have tent cities that are kind of small under freeways, but nothing like Portland. But it's that permissiveness that's, you know... The, People saying, "Oh, it's okay," you know, they're just living their lives. Well, no, they're 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 reducing the quality of life for people who don't want to have someone defecating on their front steps, shooting up, and then leaving the needle in the poop. You know, it's just it, you just it, it, it's frustrating for someone who's a law-abiding citizen who thinks we could do a better job of this. Right, and I want to emphasize with with what you started by saying homelessness is not a crime. No, it's the ancillary activity. It is the environmental impact. It is the rising property crime in California when you have uh, auto break-ins. Uh, Up and down my street every night. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a regular occurrence. Yeah. 
People don't don't blink when they come out and see broken glass near their car in the morning. They're they're stealing boxes from Amazon off of porches. They're breaking into cars. They're figuring out ways to just try and find a way to pay for their next hit. And and it's it's just frustrating. And I think that you you mentioned it. We need different leadership. We need a different strategy, and we need different tactics. In my opinion, um, you know, I wrote an article not too long ago where I said, you know, this is a war, and we need an army in order to fight that war. And we need the social services who can address the underlying factors, the, the contributing factors that make someone homeless in the first place. Uh, and, and and actually to address the problem with a solution as opposed to just constantly doing the same thing over and over and over and getting the same results. Tell us what you think. Uh, we want to know what you have in terms of homelessness in your jurisdiction. What are you doing? Are, do you have a successful program that we can imitate? Send us an email to policingmatters at police1.com. That's policingmatters at police1.com. Thanks again for listening.